time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. This is Mr. Jackie Rhodes, age 34. And where some men leave a mark of their lives as a record of their fragmentary existence on Earth, this man leaves a blot dirty, discolored blemish to document a cheap and undistinguished sojourn amongst his betters. What you're about to watch in this room is a strange mortal combat between a man and himself. For in just a moment, Mr. Jackie Rhodes, whose life has been given over to fighting adversaries, will find his most formidable opponent in a cheap hotel room that is in reality the outskirts of the Twilight Zone. Episode number 39 of The Twilight Zone was Nervous Man in a $4 Room, and uh, it follows Jackie Rhodes, and uh, and, and it, basically the, the entire episode takes place in a in a single hotel room. And, and Sean, uh, I, I, I don't know if you've ever found this, found yourself in this situation, but uh, I actually have had to live in a dirty hotel room for a number of weeks, and that's never <laughs> highlight of your life no it's not good i think the the longest i've ever had to go is maybe a week and a half um you know uh but it was at the beautiful uh best western in plattsburgh new york so how could i complain it was right next to the ground round oh nice i mean that you you pay extra for something like <laughs> I, I for for me uh i was uh i was living in atlanta and like I my lease was up at one apartment oh, and God. I didn't get the apartment that I wanted until like the end of January. So literally I was I was living in like a, a you know a, a hotel where you, you paid by the week. Of course. Uh, for about three weeks. And it was a it was around the corner from a gay strip club called Swinging Richards. Just you know, oh, it's Atlanta area and you and and you're you're you wanna see go on the Keith Conrad reality tour and see where <laughs> weeks i that is such a better name if i ever opened up a uh, a gay strip club it would be um uh mailbox but it would be m-a-l-e oh yeah that that would make a lot of sense uh, in in chicago there used to be a gay bar called uh, the manhole but I, I, <laughs> it's I, just I, too I, easy and I, I could be wrong but i i think that was close anyway we're we're introduced to uh to jackie rose <laughs> <laughs> Not not exactly a Rhodes Scholar uh, is Jackie. No. Although and, they did go out of their way to spell it like that, I believe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so he's 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 he gets a call from uh, someone named George, and he sounds like so, for for lack of a better description, just just sort of dumb. That uh, I I kept thinking of. Uh, George from of Mice and Men. Whenever he would, he would, he would sprinkle in the name George. Just yeah. It's funny you say that because I kept um, viewing him as just kind of like a like the cowardly lion or um, uh, what's his name from uh, it's a it's a wonderful life. Um, Uncle Billy, maybe uh, the main character. Oh, George Bailey. Yeah, maybe so it was because I kept hearing George. Okay, you know that actually makes a lot of sense. Now that you bring it up, um, and he's he's ordered to shoot a, a a bartender for some reason. We're we're never. Uh, I, I I mean, you know, they kind of. 
He, he's not paying his protection money, basically. Yeah, he's not paying his protection money, and he, I, I guess there was <laughs> there was like a running scheme in the Twilight Zone uh, mafia circles to uh, take a cut of a jukebox. So, like, I don't know. Maybe you know, you give you give me ten percent of what uh, you know, how many quarters go into the jukebox, or how many times go into the jukebox, and uh, you know, we will look the other way. I, I, I don't know the ins and outs of the schemes, but they, uh, George definitely mentioned um, the uh, the target not uh, going along with a jukebox scheme. You know, the the whole jukebox industry was corrupt from the get. Oh, don't get me started on big jukebox. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. <laughs> A couple of things just right off the bat. First of all, uh, this episode absolutely 100% delivers what it promises. Because <laughs> it is, in fact, a nervous man in a $4 room. I, will, I guarantee you um, when nervous man goes to uh, reserve a room, uh, they say, hey, this one's $4. It only has three walls. Is that okay? Yeah. Like, Sign yeah. me up. And and first of all, if you're signing up for the room with only three walls, again, this is not a red letter day in your life. No, no, you're probably in the twilight zone. Probably, I mean, that's just sort of built in. I think. <laughs> uh, also, another thing that's worth pointing out is um, uh, we have yet another uh, vicious example of twilight Oof. zone syndrome. Yes, sir. Jackie Rhodes is supposed to be 34 and uh, Rod Serling makes makes an effort to point out that he's 34 years old and Joe Mantell, the actor who played him, was 46. Oh, my. So I, I, Once again, I, I feel attacked. He's just trying to make us feel old. <laughs> the uh, the uh, beginning of the mid-30s was such a popular age for Rod Serling at this point. Apparently so, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sure how that happened. Uh, and just, uh, we did the math so you don't have to. In case you were wondering, $4.1961 is $35 today, which I don't think you could actually get a hotel room for $35 today. I mean, I, I think that's beneath even like motel fix money. Um, I need to I need to uh, see if I can look back and find how much uh, this cost. But I was being a real cheapskate. I was driving from uh, North Alabama to DC and uh, back uh, to DC for the Christmas holiday, and I was looking for a, a cheap. I knew I wanted to split up the drive overnight, even though it's 10, 11 hours, and um, I found something on Priceline or you know whatever, and it was just the steediest hotel in in uh like the tri-cities uh like bristol virginia bristol tennessee and um i uh you know i probably could have gone down the road and stayed at like a holiday inn for 10 bucks more but i think that one was probably like 40 or 50 bucks and it was legitimately like psycho it was it was you know the the um just the strip mall of uh of of rooms um Single story, basically a giant L shaped uh, affair. Like, I, I get it with winter, but the pool the pool was like it was empty, but it wasn't. There was just like I don't know if there were more leaves than water. It was it was a scary place. I actually I honestly could not sleep at all that night, and uh, ended up just uh, just like leaving. Um, uh, I think at like four in the morning because I had all my Christmas presents in my car and a guitar that I was taking back with me. 
And I'm like, this is definitely going to get broken into in the parking lot. So, uh, yeah, I think that's the, the, the closest that's ever I've ever come to. A, 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 I was a nervous man in a four dollar room. Yeah, uh, the uh, you know, especially if the if the if the hotel owner didn't pay his jukebox protection money, Oof. you know, your Christmas presents were going to get stolen. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Jackie's not feeling too good about his uh, his assigned duties to to shoot the uh, the bartender, and so after George leaves and and they have their little conversation, he's uh, Jackie's wrestling with his his conscience, uh, literally. Yeah because he actually starts talking to his reflection in the mirror. And, and not only is he talking to the reflection, but the reflection is uh, actually talking back, which is not something you see every day. It's kind of like a, a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde narrative. Oh, you know, I hadn't really thought of that, but that that's probably an, an obvious one that was staring me right in the face. Yeah, it is. It's um, This was an episode that I, as a kid, when it would be on you know Sci-Fi's Marathon, I would always kind of just be lukewarm on it and, you know, walk out of the room, go, you know, grab a snack and wait for, you know, nightmare 30,000 feet or something like that. Um, but as I grow older, I, I really appreciate the work that um, the actor that is playing Mr. Rhodes <laughs> puts into this episode. He is, he is fully committing to this and I appreciate it. Well, he actually definitely really creates two completely separate characters. Absolutely. And, and I think uh, I think a lot of that is probably uh, you know hamming it up a little bit when he's when he's Jackie and uh, yeah. uh, when, when he's the reflection being probably a little bit more normal for him. I, I know that I've seen uh, Joe Mantell in, in other things, but I, I, I you know nothing nothing jumps out at me. I would imagine he's probably more like Jack, the reflection. Uh, than Jackie in real life. Or, I, yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. I, I mean, this, this is probably an episode that he really put on his uh, his reel just because he's playing two different parts interacting with each other. Oh, for sure. Um, so uh, also, I should point out that a couple weeks ago, uh, I didn't like the inner monologue in Nine <laughs> Will Not Return. Yes, uh, yes. I, I'm not sure if I feel better or worse about actually talking to yourself, literally. <laughs> you know, I didn't think about that. This is, uh, I guess it's an in, inner dialogue then, right? It, it is. It's probably <laughs> the only inner dialogue ever. Oh, oh no, no, actually, there was a, uh, there, there was, I think there was one with Mickey Rooney, uh, an episode later on where he actually does kind of the same bit. Oh, man. His, uh... <laughs> What's the Simpsons joke that Milhouse says? Oh man, his career spanned three decades. <laughs> Spanning three decades. I was the top box office. Yeah, that, that was uh, <laughs> that, that was uh, that was fantastic. Uh, let's continue, Mickey Ray. Oh my god! And uh, by the way, Jackie, um, when he first starts talking to the uh, to the mirror version of himself, the the mirror universe version of himself. Uh, he says, "Are you talking to me?" And I and I can't help but wonder if uh, mm -hmm. De Niro, you know, with that off. We're gonna uh, next week's episode. I have a lot to say about where influences came from. I think, like, I don't know. It's maybe it's just because, like, you know, we've seen things 
that that have been you know big moments in pop culture after the Twilight Zone. So it's easy to draw a line backwards. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say absolutely. Robert De Niro took that as inspiration for Taxi Driver. I wonder if anybody's asked him about that. If, if not, we should we should get him as a guest on on uh, on time enough at last just to ask that one question. Uh, yes or no, Mister Mister De Niro? Did did you uh, did did you rip that off? And, and I'm sure he'll say no. Well, thank you, Mister De Niro. We have a full show, so we have to let you go. Uh, goodbye. Look, <laughs> <laughs> we just had Bob De Niro on and asked him one question and then cut him off. Uh, so Jackie and his reflection, uh, they, they have a, a lengthy uh, argument as to, um, well, well, basically Jack believes that uh, Jackie has screwed everything up and uh, Jack wants to, wants to quote unquote, take over and, and become the, the dominant personality. Uh, and, and I can't argue with Jack. Uh, you know, again, if you're in this hotel room for $4, that is not you've made some wrong turns somewhere and i and, and i think you need to to fess up to that in your life especially if you're you know begging george at the beginning of the episode for some real stuff that actually means something <clears throat> and then you get a high profile job like a murder and yeah. then you know you're not up to it yeah I, I i haven't been asked to commit murder yet so i haven't gotten to that level yet not yet no no i will though i'll ask you <laughs> one day <laughs> I, I should i should mention uh, the first time i remember watching this uh i think it was probably about four or five or so and uh, it was the moment that i learned mirrors are made out of glass really because uh, at one point he says i'm having an argument with a piece of glass yes and it, it, it blew my little four or five year old mind <laughs> He calls him, I think, Mr. Glass later on in the episode, and it reminds me of uh, Unbreakable. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, M. Night Shyamalan uh, <laughs> ripped off uh, this Twilight Zone episode. We should get him on the uh, on the podcast as our second guest and ask him, hey, hey, did you just rip off Rod Serling there? All right, I've got, I got my list. Jordan Peele, uh, Robert De Niro, uh, Jordan Peele again, and uh, okay, got it. And, and M. Night Shyamalan. And M. Night Shyamalan. I mean, what's he doing these days? Not much. No. Um, so, so Jackie, uh, in in probably the first time he's ever f- put his foot down in his life, uh, doesn't want uh, Jack to take over and and tries to uh, tries to run away. But uh, everywhere there seem to be mirrors, and uh, everywhere he finds Jack. It was, it was kind of reminiscent of. Uh... Uh, perchance to dream uh, when um, <laughs> when the, the lead character is running away from the scary cat woman in the carnival. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, we should get Rod Serling on the podcast and, uh, and ask him, <laughs> did he rip off Rod Serling? Number five. <laughs> and, and there's another guest. So <laughs> He's got time. Yeah. Uh, so uh, eventually um, Jack basically wins out and um, uh, eventually George comes back, I think somewhat upset about the fact that the bartender is still flaunting the attempts of, uh, <laughs> uh, of George to get the jukebox protection money. He's playing E5. He's playing G7. He's just putting it out there and George is pissed. He, he really is. So he, so he comes back 
And um, <clears throat> uh, Jackie just says, uh, I resign. You can have your gun back. And then he uh, he he kick a, kicks and, and punches George and, you know, like throws him out of the room and throws his gun after him, which is really safe, by the way. Oh, yeah. Throwing, throwing guns really, really just you know, doing anything with guns is pretty safe. Oh, yeah, totally. And um, it, and the whole time I'm watching that, it's like, you know, so so I get that like John now or well, he hasn't actually changed his name officially until he talks to the hotel clerk, because right. what? What more? I mean, my wife. That that's how she's going to change her name now. Is to call a hotel clerk and and say, "Hey, I, I'm Misty Conrad now." I've got a great place in uh, <clears throat> Bristol, Tennessee, for her to call. You know, we should get the hotel owner on as a guest. And- <laughs> <laughs> to, to this day, it's the only negative Yelp review, review I've ever left. Oh wow! Uh, it was it was bad enough to go full Karen. I wouldn't, I wouldn't so mail Karen on that. (laughs) Uh, You know, as he's, he's kicking George out, I'm like, well, I I realize that John is, is probably planning on starting a a new life. Yeah. Not include anyone who was in Jackie's old life. But I'm thinking, you know, George, he probably has other people. And, uh, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if George holds a grudge and tries to track him down. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I think that, uh, you know, John probably has a lot of hubris that uh, is likely to be answered for uh, a couple years down the road, if not sooner. Um, My question in watching this episode for the first time, and, you know, maybe let's say five years, maybe a little bit more. um, I've been kind of viewing these episodes as we rewatch them. I understand that it is the Twilight Zone. It, it is it is uh, tried to be understood as magical, not so much realism, but just supernatural. Everything's supernatural. You have to take it at face value. But what if this is just an allegory for turning your life around and being a stronger person and being more assertive? Maybe he just talks himself into turning his life around that night in the $4 uh, hotel room. Well, if he did, then uh, that's a pretty happy ending to the story. It's it's kind of it's kind of a heartwarming episode. Do you think Do you think Jackie and John are the same person, or do you think Jackie and John traded places in a mirror in the Twilight Zone? Uh, I think they're the same person. I think uh, I, I would actually probably go with with your explanation that um, you know it, it was just him him turning his life around. Um. You know, he 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 couldn't look at himself in the mirror anymore, acting the way that he was as as sort of sheepish as he was. And uh, now he decided he's just not going to be that person anymore. So I I don't think that uh, that Jackie is left stranded in that uh, mirror or anything like that. I think that he he probably did just turn his life around. I think it's uh I think it's a heartwarming episode. I, I, I never, I never really I came to that conclusion when I was a kid, but uh, this is the direction I'm going toward now. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, foolishly optimistic, Sean. Thanks for <laughs> great, great, great. Turn your life around, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps sort of story. He did it. And you know what? If George is uh, employing people like Jackie, maybe he doesn't have it to all together to go and hunt John down, you know? for not uh, making good on his job. 
That's true. It's entirely possible that Jackie was literally the person that he would have sent after Jackie. And <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh boy, he's Gil. He's Gil from The Simpsons. That's all Jackie is. <laughs> he is kind of actually. Oh, Jackie, what are you going to do this time? <laughs> And that's the story of how John Rhodes became president of the United States. (laughs) Exit Mr. John Rhodes, formerly a reflection in a mirror, a fragment of someone else's conscience, a wishful thinker made out of glass, but now made out of flesh, and on his way to join the company of men. Mr. John Rhodes with one foot through the door and one foot out of the Twilight Zone. Cabotron?